0: Welcome to the podcast series for SID Directors Conference 2020. As part of our post-conference engagement with partners and attendees, these bite-sized podcasts aim to provide greater insights into key topics covered at the virtual conference in August. Stay tuned to hear more about how organizations can navigate through the complexities and unknowns in this pandemic situation to reassess business as usual. My name is Juni. And I'm a member of the SID Council. Today we are happy to have Greg Unsworth, risk assurance and digital business leader from PWC Singapore with us. Greg helps the firm's clients manage business risks, enhance governance and controls programs, comply with regulations and build trust. He also serves on PwC's leadership team and has significant experience advising clients around digital business initiatives and managing risks. Greg, welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Junie. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. And once again, thank you to uh, SID for the opportunity to, to take part in this dialogue.
0: So if we're all ready, let's go. And the topic for this session is on... 58% of Singaporeans are worried of being replaced by technology. How can your organisation bridge the digital divide? So our first question for you, Greg. With organisations accelerating their digital transformation efforts through automation and digitising work processes, will this lead to more jobs being replaced at a faster rate?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a very good question and it's certainly a question that uh, raises some concern for uh, many individuals within the workforce and many industry sectors. Uh, I think from an overall point of view, my perspective is if you look back through time, um, enhancement deployment of more technology in the longer term creates more jobs. Uh, however, what we will see is definitely a a shift in um, the roles and, and particularly that relationship, if you like, between the human versus machine as, as more automation takes place. Uh, I think the key there is, you know, the good, The upside of this is there's a lot more opportunity for individuals in the workforce to use technology to enhance the way they do things, to automate the things that are repetitive, that perhaps is, is not so value-adding, And for the individuals actually to be able to take on greater impact, add more value. Uh, The big enabler to allow that to happen, though, is there's a degree of upskilling, reskilling required of the workforce so that they they can make those shifts and and move into areas that are, are more prosperous in terms of creating new jobs.
0: So you talked about upskilling, Greg. Um, we often hear about that. What can organizations do to upskill the entire workforce? Do you, do you have any tips on how to build this learning culture and environment?
1: Yeah, it's a journey that many organizations are going on at the moment, uh, particularly with this rapid digitization we see and the, mm. the, just the proliferation of technology is moving at a pace like we've never seen in the past. In the past, we've seen a lot of organisations set up separate digital units and try to rely on certain specialists. My view is that that really won't cut it for the future. We need the whole of the organisation to be uplifted. Um, I can just share our personally experience at PwC. We've um, we've been going on a major digital upskilling uh, program for all of our 3,500 staff, right down right from partner to associate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're putting everyone through digital academies. that teaches everyone not to be an, an expert, but to give them a basic grounding in concepts around digital tools, uh, concepts, methodologies and principles. Um, and then also what we do is for, I guess, the more elite group who get a lot of deeper training are the ones that are, are the deep specialists. We continue to invest in them as well. So I think it's a combination of, uh, some individuals will specialise in certain areas, but that general, building a programme of general skills uplifting, I feel is so, so important for all organisations these days.
0: So what organisations do to, to anticipate what are the right skills for the future?
1: I think a lot of that's going to depend on the industry sector and what's going to be most relevant to that. If you look at, for example, a manufacturing organisation, there's going to be a lot more efforts to automate uh, the supply chain, uh, to use um, connectivity through uh, e-enabled e- e- transactions, uh, for example. So there'll be distinct skill sets required to be um, to be invested in there. If I look at areas that are more knowledge-based, and for example, professional services, the big push that we see is really good, strong understandings of how to analyse. Use, manipulate, and maximize the benefit of these valuable data assets that we have.
0: Right. Well, um, I, I come from the, the, well, not really people business, but um, uh, the nonprofit sector. And uh, we are also trying to use technology to help um, our seniors. Um, And for us, it's always difficult to to seek bot's approval for investments maybe in certain technology. So how do you ensure this return on investment on an upskilling program and and investment?
1: I think one of the things is, um, obviously measurement's extremely important. So as organizations invest in technology tools, in digital programs, including the cost of training and upskilling, uh, there is the need to try to capture the benefits, and, and those benefits can be measured in different ways. It can be increased levels of automation. It can be um, enhanced um, uh, cash, cash inflow through new business, for example, through increased online presence, um, and also can be measured in, in things such as um, productivity uh, for employees. I think one of the challenges to go straight to a major digital transformation program and be able to have all the right measures in place from day one is very difficult. Yeah. My sense is it's best to start with some good pilot programs, uh, demonstrate the return on investment. That builds a lot more confidence with the decision makers, whether it's the board, governance bodies, that then get the confidence to invest, invest further. Um, I think the other final thing I would say is it's really important to avoid the temptation to invest in the newest, you know, most exciting technology just for yeah. the sake of it's, it's fun to work with. I think it's really important to tie the nature of the investment down to where the benefit of the business is that you're, that you're trying to get. And if you can't prove that there is going to be a, a, a benefit to the business, um, it, it should be. It should be difficult to get approval for that investment. So that's the, that's the trade off. It, it, there is a bit of work in terms of bringing people on board, but the effort required to measure, demonstrate those benefits generally will build that confidence that's necessary.
0: Okay. Thank you, Greg. Stay tuned for our further podcast from our August 2020 SID conference.